everyone and welcome to That's the Hattrick. I'm your host Aditya Rao and in this week of the IPL, we go through a couple of KKR games, mixed fortunes for the men in purple and gold uh, as it has been throughout this tournament for KKR but we look at the, their game against the Rajasthan Royals and then we look at the South Indian derby between Chennai Super Kings and RCB as well as Sunrisers against DC which is the first Super Over game of this year. And then finally, the KKR playing again against the Punjab Kings this morning. But first, I want to welcome back Raghav to the show. Raghav, welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be here. And we also have a new guest with us, Darshil, who's also an avid cricket fan. Darshil, why don't you start off by telling us your first ever cricket memory from the IPL or from the Indian cricket team? Yeah, for sure. First of all, thanks a lot for having me here. Really excited to, to be speaking with you today. Um, my first memory in cricket altogether, I think, was uh, in probably 2004 or 2005. I went to the Brabon Stadium in Mumbai to watch an India versus Australia test match, quite surprisingly. Um, and I had tickets for all five days. And it, so that, that, was a, that was a whole other time when you know you could go and watch five days of a test match. Uh, but that was pretty exciting. And um, I moved into the IPL. My first, uh, yeah, my first experience with the IPL was the first edition. In 2008, I went uh, to watch the finals between Rajasthan and Chennai and uh, saw Rajasthan lift the trophy there. Um, so, so pretty special memories uh, with, with going to stadiums for me. Yeah, absolutely. The name Brabons Stadium rings a bell, but not currently anymore because it was it was a big thing, especially in the IPL first couple of seasons when the Day was undergoing its renovation. But anyway, coming back to the cricket, uh, the Rajasthan Royals... Something went right for them, finally, uh, after their string of couple of defeats and they, they won their second second game of the tournament. But how did they do it? So, we'll start off with the Knight Riders and obviously very below par score, uh, especially in you know the conditions they batted. It was Wankhede Stadium. Uh, and so, the totals we've been seeing in Mumbai were definitely a bit more, you know, been seeing the, the 170s easily being touched. Uh, and so, the kind of start that they got, you know, Darshil, I'll start with you. Uh, you know, we've been talking about this earlier, the KKR top order uh, and then getting the help from people like, you know, Sunil Narayan. What is his role in the team, especially now because he's not opening anymore? Is his role just to go berserk like he normally does? You know, where where does he step in? He's sort of that he added piece to the jigsaw, but he's not, not necessarily fitting in the way KKR would want him to at the moment. And what about the other batting performances, you know, especially when you see they got to only 133? Yeah, I mean, so as far as Sunil Narayan is concerned, I mean, I, I might sound harsh by saying this and I, I mean no disrespect to Sunil Narayan, but I feel like he, he's just a misfit in this Kolkata team. Um, he, he initially used to bat down the order at like, I think, a six down or seven down. And then he was brought up a, a few seasons ago to open the batting and that was his role, you know, just go berserk. Uh, most of that power play and I think he did fire in that first season that that first time they made that gamble I think he was brilliant and then Kolkata just stuck with it and said you know what Sunil Narayan's working for us up the order but I think it was just that first season where he fired but the, the couple of seasons after that he didn't really do too much at the top of the order and now I, I see him in a very absurd position I was I've been very surprised uh, to be honest this season to see him batting at two down and three down because that's typically you know when you have an anchor of your innings if you look at other teams, you've got an A.B. De Villiers and a Maxwell from RCB playing at that uh, at that position. You've got a Surya Kumar Yadav, Ishan Kishan, Hardik Pandya playing for Mumbai Indians. You've got Suresh Raina and uh, uh, Ambati Raidu playing for Chennai. And the list right. goes on, you know. So, 
you you can't i don't think you can it's it's right to have such a skeptical batsman or a you know just go berserk kind of batsman with with less technique and a, a, you know basically just not a proper batsman batting at at number 4 for you so um as far as sunil narayan is concerned i i just feel like he's a little bit of a misfit at the moment not really firing with the ball and um you know very very loose with the bat too yeah i i agree with what he said actually the the thing is again this sunil narayan sort of opening batting performances that we saw you know those quick fire 50s 30s 40s that just got kkr going in the power play especially um th- that was a sort of interim fix right and then they went out and got nitish rana they got shubman gill uh, they got rahul tripathi and i feel like even those three you know at, at any given day nitish rana could be one down tripathi could be opening and i think the way tripathi is playing i feel like he should be the opener alongside shubman gill two very aggressive batsmen um but i think they're trying to balance it out by playing rana opening but i think rana one down definitely suits kkr better than uh, opening wise and as you said sunil narayan that two down role is very important you know you talked about de villiers you talked about the other big teams and how their two down batsmen like surakumar yadav uh, you know coming one down two down kishans and and all of them and how exactly they build on from the from that power play stage is very important and to lose wickets in that middle overs you've seen how disastrous it can be in chennai especially uh, and so all these like slower ipl wickets it's definitely more important for i i think they should start promoting owen morgan up to two down and and you know like dinesh karthik should be up there as well i still think sunil narayan can come in after andre russell it's either opening or after andre russell there's like no in between and we've also seen pat cummins that he can show that batting batting he can make batting look easy as well as bowling um but quick word on the rajasthan royals bowling in that game it was so there's some really good bowling to restrict them to 133 i'm be, i've been really impressed with jade vanat kar this year uh and in chetan sakari has come in and he's you know he's bowling well he's hitting the deck hard uh keeping the batting team under 8 but raghav i want to ask you like chris morris of course last year with rcb most mostly used as a bowler in the power play and the death how impressed have you been with morris especially in this game i was very impressed with him you know his economy in this game was 5.75 which is less than a run per ball he was very uh, his wickets were very impactful and very uh, they came at the they came at good times and i thought that he showed this with rcb in which chris morris is a very versatile two way player he could hit the ball at a very good strike rate and he could also bowl very well too and in this game in particular i thought that his prowess really was more on the bowling side and he he's shown to be a true uh, impactful player for uh, Rajasthan Royals particularly in this match thus far yeah no absolutely and i think even the wickets that he took you know bat comments you know we've talked about how good he was with the bat in the previous game the dinesh karthik more than capable batsman under russell the powerhouse and then cleaning up shivan mavi at the end as well so big wickets towards the end sort of curbing the kkr score from say a, about a 150 to a 130 and especially when you lose wickets the way kkr did you know in the middle overs you know they lost rana right after the power play they lost narayan they lost morgan all within this 2 3 over span there was no like 3 4 over partnership where they got quick fire 35 40 runs and that can be a big big loss especially uh, on a pitch like one kade which is being playing really well you know the due factor is second half of the innings uh and 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 the chase you know which was an easy chase dashil like for uh, for for the rajasthan royals was made to look hard at the start a little bit obviously jaiswal came in and and you know shivam mavi came in for uh, for kkr and i think he's been bowling really well 
Yeah, and I mean the 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 one really good thing I think that Rajasthan did well. I mean, when you when you when you know when you're chasing a score, it's a lot easier to pace yourself and pace your innings. But if you look at the scorecard of this game, you'll see that every single batsman has had more runs than balls, which means they played at a strike rate that's higher than a hundred, except for Josh Butler and Rahul Tewatia, who played less than ten balls. So we'll yep. you know park that aside. But the other four batsmen who scored the majority of the runs. kept the scoreboard ticking and i think that was what was most important and that was what kolkata lacked uh not only did not only did kkr's middle order misfire completely with russell not scoring and uh, dinesh kartik just getting a few and ian morgan getting that unfortunate run out but even their top 3 batsmen who are of which at least one i believe should should you know should come out aggressively none of them were able to fire all of them played more balls than made runs and uh, i think that that's what cost kkr at the end i think even if those you know f- the first three batsmen would have scored even maybe 20 30 more runs uh, in those first 5 7 8 overs this would have been a whole uh, a completely different game but um, rajasthan i think did really well with the ball and uh, and then of course when you're chasing that this kind of a score down on a pitch like wankhede um they they had to do it comfortably i'm actually surprised rajasthan didn't finish it off in about 15 16 overs Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, going back to your point though about KKR's batting, you know, we talked about this earlier. As, you know, what is the plan, right? They they have such a good coaching staff. They have David Hussey. They have the likes of Brendan McCullum in there, and you know, all of these are experienced players. You know, internationally in terms of uh, IPL as well. You know, Brendan McCullum, like what what amazing innings he's played in the past. Um, so I guess like it is fine. Again, finding those they have a lot of pieces on the table. KKR right now, they 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 have to like put them together. Where does Narayan fit in? Where does uh, Nitish Rana play? Where does Tripathi play? Because you know we've seen him play lower in the order for Rajasthan Royals before. We've seen him play opening for KKR now one down. Um, what is Owen Morgan's role? Like you know captaincy, the KKR captaincy right now just it seems to be like a big burden for whoever it is put on right now. And and you know Raghav, speaking of that, like how big of a burden is captaincy on someone like Sanju Samson? And what did you think about his innings? Uh, on the flip side for Rajasthan, especially when you know, like wickets were being lost around him. You know, they lost Butler early, then they lost Jaiswal in the power play, um, and and you know to strike a partnership with Shivam Dubey, and then you know to, to, after Tewatia got out with him and Miller to sort of finish the game. What did you think about Sanju Samson's innings? Well, I thought that first of all, a, a lot of a lot is being placed on Sanju Samson's shoulders because the captain of the Rajasthan Royals last year was obviously Steve Smith, and now he plays for Delhi. And so, as a result, he's a first-time captain this year, and I thought that, in in addition to being a captain, being a first-time captain really adds a lot of weight to your shoulders. So, as a result, I think that you're going to have a lot of inconsistent games as a captain. Like you're going to have games like this, and then you're going to have games like they played against the Royal Challengers Bangalore, where RCB really dominated that game. And so, a lot is on his shoulders, and he really has a lot of decisions to make regarding the playing eleven and. And depending on the you know pitch and who their opponent is, and I think that that's a lot on his shoulders. But I think he's a very capable player, and I think that this this being his first season, you're going to have the rough patches. But I think that you know he has potential to be a very good captain in the future. And yeah, sorry, do you mind if I do you mind if I jump in here for yeah, a second? Please go ahead. Just to offer a, a slightly uh, different perspective on this. So I, I completely agree with what Raghav said. You know, Sanju Samson's been a very good player. uh he's a fine batsman he's shown that he's proven that over the years um slightly inconsistent but you know who's you you're, you're going to find those kind of players very often but the one thing that i'm disappointed to see this year 
or rather okay let me not phrase it negatively let's let's take this in a positive way i think sanju samson has a great opportunity in front of him one because um he is dealing with a team that is that has a lot of inexperienced players and a lot of young players so sanju Correct. samson one doesn't have that you know that pressure of dealing with big names as opposed to you know someone like rishabh pant who's captaining delhi for the first time and he's the captain of three other captains he's captaining steve smith uh dhavan who's not a captain but he's a very senior player for india and he's uh, you know he's he's handling top quality players like that we asked for until now exactly exactly and sanju samson on the other hand i think has like you know this this free open canvas that he can he can do whatever he wants on he's got these young players playing under him and i almost see this as an opportunity for rajasthan to be like you know we have nothing to lose we have a very young captain who's in this role for the first time let's go and let's give it everything and um, in fact i feel like that that's where rajasthan's strength lies at the moment um but uh, but yeah it's it's disappointing to see how their season has turned out so far in this in this first uh, one third of the season i'd say yeah no i think uh, sanju samson for a long time has been on the fringe of the team you know like he he was part of the a part of the t20 tour of uh, australia for india as well like end of last year so i think you know he's definitely maturing as a player you know the kind of innings he played yesterday like he's usually this explosive batsman who loves to go on the offensive especially in spin um but yesterday you know he just kept his strike rate uh, heads above water for over 100 uh, and and that was the sort of innings that was needed so it was a bit more mature innings by sanju samson we don't normally see that and i agree with what you said uh ragav that captaincy burden especially like you know when you have so many other young players around you it 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 really you have to take it in your stride because you have the likes of dubey uh, you know brian parag is a little bit in, in inexperience you know sakaria has come in yes you have leaders like morris and mustafizur rahman to some extent uh, and josh butler of the order but also you have this inexperienced score so like you're sort of you're, you're sort of playing this balancing act between being an experienced man in the squad versus being a youngster to even these senior state statesmen especially the international players but i think in this game he handled it pretty well um and as far as the kkr bowling goes i think as i said earlier shiva mavi is really hitting the deck hard he's getting a lot of pace uh you know obviously pat comins recently with the ball hasn't been uh too too effective uh but i think you know varun chakravarty and then now sunil narayan control, control the run rate a little bit uh, in this game but again kkr got an easily 15 20 run shot so now for kkr it is how they sort their batting out because i think with the addition of shiva mavi their bowling seems to be a little bit more solid uh, and and they're getting wickets from a lot of sources krishna you know chakravarty in the power play uh, and and now mavi as well moving on to the south indian derby it was csk versus rcb the battle of the top two teams the chennai super kings coming on top in this one uh, and and raga i want to start with you with this one uh, because we started watched we watched the game and you know the csk got off to a decent start and then they lost a couple of wickets in quick succession you know raina and then duplessis uh which which you know obviously puts pressure back on them but then that last over how big of a last over was that for well, that, for csk well that last over was ridiculous like they gave they rcb conceded uh, 37 runs off that over i believe they hit i think they hit four sixes in that one over and i thought that that over really gave uh, csk a lot of momentum because going into that over rcb had held them to ab- about 160 in a very batsman friendly pitch of wankhede stadium 
and that that total was very chaseable for RCB. But then once they gave up that final 37 run over, they really put a lot of stride into Chennai's you know step, and it gave them a lot of momentum going into the bowl into their bowling innings. And I thought that that over really set the tone for what was to come. Even though at the very beginning of RCB's innings they batted very well, but I think that ultimately that that first over gave them a lot of confidence to play well in the when they were fielding. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. And you know, obviously they didn't have Moin Ali, so. To get a bonus score from you know the lower order, especially Jadeja, you know what an explosive innings that was, 62 of 20 hit, uh, is huge. You know Moin Ali uh, obviously is injured, uh, and so they got in Imran Tahir. But I, but I really do think that you know psychologically speaking, yes, Raghav, uh, when when you know when you're set in the 1890s over thing, oh I'm gonna chase a 165, 168, something like that, uh, and then you go for 37 runs in the last over. It really psychologically impacts you. You know, you have to reset within 10-15 minutes for the second innings. You know, obviously you have champions like Kohli and uh, De Villiers in that team. You have Maxwell. You have Particle who scored 100 in the previous game. And and you know the way they went out and did that chase. You're thinking, oh, let's do it again. But it's not. It's not. It's not the same situation. You know, uh, Dashil. Of course, like the conditions. Uh, it was a four o'clock game. You know, they'd been on the field for a couple of hours in the sun and the heat. Uh, and and then you know like to put, to be put into bat really, really quickly as well. But what did you think about the CSK bowling in that innings? You know, obviously when RCB came out to bat, as you know Raghav mentioned, they started out really well. Of course, they lost Kohli, and then again, as we spoke about KKR, what is the missing pieces for RCB right now? Because we we had a discussion about Dan Christian, we had a discussion about where Washington Sundar fits in the scheme of things, uh, and and then whether should Finn Allen come in, and you know. You know, Daniel Sams. What kind of what kind of missing pieces are there for RCB right now, especially when they're chasing big because they have been they haven't been tested like this too much in this IPL year. Absolutely, but honestly, you know, so to to answer your question about what's missing in RCB's uh, puzzle, I, I it's very difficult to say, and I I don't think it's fair on RCB to say that they're missing something because they've had an absolutely flawless season so far. And um, even if you're looking at this game, you know, I I, I wouldn't say that RCB lost this game. I, I the only thing you can say about this one is that Ravindra Jadeja won this game. Not even Absolutely. CSK, like it was just Ravindra Jadeja who won this game for them. So I think you know, overall, this game was a was a happy day for everyone. It was a happy day for cricket, if I'm if if I can go that far, because I don't think RCB would have minded losing this game in hindsight. You know, when someone like Jadeja or when any player has his day, like Jadeja did. I mean, 63 runs of 28 balls doesn't come around every day. Pair that up with four wickets, uh, three wickets in four overs, uh, giving only 13 runs. Oh, a couple of runouts too. A couple of runouts too. It was it was the perfect day for any cricketer. You know, like it's very rare to come across this kind of a day yeah. from anyone. So I'm sure that RCB is not going to look at this too harshly. They're not going to go back in and start worrying too much about what they've done because I don't think they did anything wrong. As far as you, you know, the, the Finn Allen and the Dan Christian and the, the lower middle order of RCB that you mentioned, yes, it does not have a very solid batsman over there. It doesn't have a core that, you know, you can 100% rely on or you know, you know, that they're going to come out and, and be effective. Say, like, compare it to a Mumbai Indians where you know that you have a Hardik Pandya, Krunal Pandya and Kyron Pollard of whom one, one will fire no matter what happens. RCB don't have that. But I think what RCB have is more valuable than what any other team has in the league, and that's their top five. The form that Parikal is batting in, Virat Kohli, you don't, you know, no words aren't required to describe uh, the kind of player Virat Kohli is. And then you've got the firepower of Maxwell and AB de Villiers. Um, you know, I, I don't think RCB need to look beyond that. 
um as you rightly said if they do need to change something it is figuring out that lower middle order but i i, I don't think rcb are going to worry too much um and so the, the last thing that you mentioned was uh, chennai's bowling i think chennai's bowling was fantastic in this last game again as i said it was all a ravindra jadeja show but let's not forget two or three other bowlers who had a massive impact on this game shardul thakur bowled four overs and gave away only 11 runs and he bowled 17 dot balls just just try to think of that number there were only seven balls in his innings where the batsman scored against him otherwise he's bowled 17 runless balls so correct yeah. fantastic spell by shardul thakur which was obviously overshadowed by jadeja's performance and even imran tahir for that matter he bowled four overs and gave only 16 runs and picked up a couple of wickets so overall i think a great great day for chennai um the best day jadeja's had in a really really long time and um but still i don't i don't think uh, rcb have too much to worry about after that game Yeah, on the flip side, I will say that Chennai Super Kings have sorted one thing out, especially their opening batting last year. You know, they put a lot of pressure on themselves uh, in a lot of games, and that's why that they finished where they finished. You know, like Watson and Duplessis, like serious statesmen, really good players. You know, they can judge situations so well. But in a couple of games recently, we've seen the kind of innings that Faf Duplessis has played. Now, half century against RCB in this one, and then 33 of 17 in the recent games. So, like, there is. a little bit more like oomph in that in that opening batting which then allows people like jadeja to come out and smash the ball around the park if they need to um which again rcb you know they did have you know at the start to be fair as you said they've that particle started really well and in this sort of situation where jadeja has an all round game like that and particle starts out well and gets a quick fire 30 40 in the chase uh, it's a win for indian cricket in general uh, especially after backing this up with the with the 100 that he got recently Uh, so yeah, I, I, w- I would say bowling-wise as well, this is a really good bowling performance from CSK. Obviously, yes, they had the, the runs on the board, uh, but you know to see that kind of figures from Shardul Thakur has been struggling a little bit in this tournament, and obviously Jadeja. But Imran Tahir came in and he did the job. Uh, you know, especially replacing someone like Moin Ali who was having a good tournament. Uh, so all around, I think it was a good CSK performance. RCB, you know, as you said, the couple of things to think about, uh, especially in the lower middle order, and 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 actually figuring out who exactly their personnel is. Then it's not just the order, but who the personnel is. You know, figuring out where Washington Sundar comes in. Uh, does Shabazz Ahmed come back into the side, uh, and how exactly do you deepen that tail? How do you help the RCB tail wag a little bit more? Like maybe how the KKR tail did the other day. Um, especially if the top order you know loses wickets like they did in this game but overall top top of the table clash uh, really delivered uh, ravindra jadeja especially if you had him in your dream 11 team you might be celebrating right now so moving oh on goodness. to the next yes <laughs> go on no i was just going to say i i don't i don't know how much uh, how if you saw this or not but during the game they put up the the top 5 dream 11 uh, fantasy players of the game and it was jadeja up there on that table at who scored about 240 250 odd points for his fantasy picks and i second, saw 414 at one point sorry i saw 414 414 that, points that might have been someone who was lucky enough to captain jadeja i believe but i think <laughs> i think he ended up that yeah he might have ended that day with you know close to 300 points but the funny thing is that the second highest dream 11 fantasy point scorer was somewhere in the range of 70 or 80 points and that just goes to show right. you you know what kind of a day jareja had in that you know he, he could have had any opposition in front of him um but uh, that day was meant to be his day yeah I, and in in broadly speaking in this ipl i think despite that loss i think rcb chennai and and you know delhi De- delhi capital so far looked definitely very very strong 
Although the Delhi Capitals moving on to their game against the Sunrisers Hyderabad in Chennai definitely went down to the last the last 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 moment that it could have possibly gone to and Raghav I want to start with you uh, 159 for 4 from the Delhi Capitals you know there was a good contributions there Prithvi Shaw started out very very well you know the first over three consecutive boundaries really unfortunate how he got out but I think that was a really good innings from him because he struggled a little bit especially on the Australia tour and everything after that psychologically to and so he's he's put in a couple of really aggressive performances Shikhar Dhawan did, did get a start but he didn't go through with it uh, and, and and then you know Rishabh Pant and Steve Smith came out and made contributions but Raghav 159 for 4 on that Chennai pitch it, it would have been a good score ideally but they cut it too close a little bit don't you think so like what do you think the like how do you think this total sort of compares to previous totals that we've seen in Chennai Well actually I think it's a reasonable total from what we've seen in Chennai. We've seen, you know, uh, Royal Challengers Bangalore and uh, Sunrisers Hyderabad uh, both score 150 against each other and the R- the SRH failed to match the RCB. They they failed to chase the total. And we've also seen some very low scoring totals with that particular Chennai pitch. So when I saw 159 that they scored, I thought that Delhi had a very reasonable chance of being able to to keep SRH from chasing however i i definitely was not expecting a super over i definitely expected one of the sides to prevail but i must say that the um that chennai pitch has proven to be very tricky to predict and to to play on for a lot of these teams and it it does really uh, underline the factor that the effect that the pitch does have especially when they're playing so many back to back to back to back to back games on these various pitches Yeah, absolutely. And and you know, I just want to echo something you said, you know, like the pitch and how how it deteriorates. Um we've seen it recently, you know, a lot of teams seem to lose wickets in the middle overs and this is something Delhi uh you know somehow managed not to do in the middle overs. You know, we've seen teams collapse in Chennai, you know, start off like 90 for 1 in 12 overs. And you know, the ideology in cricket, T20 cricket especially is that, you know, you double your score after the 12th over and so if you score 90 for 1 then you're thinking oh i mean at this rate i should get about 170 180 something like that and then in chennai it's just not possible because the pitch starts dropping off so easily you know ball doesn't come out of the bat and that's why bowlers like hashal patel andre russell like you know, they were able to get five wicket hauls there um but again you know darshil like especially the the, the delhi capitals the sort of batting batting unit they have and you know you're seeing contributions from everywhere uh and and The, the the best part about this Delhi unit is as you were saying earlier there's a lot of leaders you know like Shikhar Dhawan's a leader Steve Smith is a massive leader Rishabh Pant now is taking responsibility in the absence of uh Shreyas Iyer Rabada with the ball as a leader and and you're seeing them spur on people like Avish Khan you're seeing them spur on uh Prithvi Shaw up front who who had a, a disastrous couple of months in Australia uh, and the kind of stories we've heard from that so how does that help Delhi especially like the sort of winning run they've been on they lost that one game But apart from that, they've they've also been pretty flawless. They've been up there with Chennai and Bangalore. Absolutely, Delhi have been fairly clinical this season as well, like they were last season. Um, we've seen that uh, with the change in name, they've seen a change in luck, and they moved up from the table over these past three years. Uh, but I think, yeah, the 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 squad that they have, not just the players, but also the support staff. I think uh, they have a lot of big names in there. Sometimes those big names can get tricky, but I think Delhi has managed to handle that really well. Um, we're hearing a lot about Ricky Ponting's mentorship, uh, which has had a huge impact on Rishabh Pant. Had a working relationship with uh, Shreyas Iyer while he was captain last year, 
So I think Delhi Correct. is a very, very is looking a very settled team over the last couple of years. It looks like you know they've decided they know what they want to do. Um, they they have a very fixed eleven. They don't really chop and change too much, and I think that is very key in the IPL. I think that's been one of the biggest reasons for Mumbai's success over the last couple of years. Um, is that they've had the same eleven play every game except for if you have an injury, and I think that's that's been the downfall of a lot of teams that are not performing well right now. We, we saw. SRH makes four or five changes in the second or third match itself. Rajasthan has been chopping and changing their sides a lot, and and uh, it's not a big surprise that they're the two teams at the bottom of the table. But coming back to yeah, Delhi, I think I think yeah they've had a they've had a great season so far. Batsmen are firing really well. Dhawan is seeing uh, seeing good form. Prithvi Shaw had an unfortunate trip to Australia, but he had a fantastic Syed Mustaq Ali Trophy uh, back in India. So um, things are going going in Delhi's favor right now, and again. uh you know i just like i said for rcb I, i wouldn't worry too much if i was delhi because um it was perhaps just a bad day for them out in the field no yeah they had to scrape scrape by the barest of margins to win this game just a quick word on the sunrisers bowling i think khalil elma elma has come in and done a decent job although he went for runs in this uh in this particular game siddarth call and, and i think that 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 bowling core of sunrisers is definitely been moved up and down you know like The season in 2016 when they won the IPL, you know, they had the likes of Parinder Saran, they had Mustafa Zubair, they had a really settled bowling core. You know, some something that the, the likes of RCB never had. Rajasthan have been tinkering around, and and now Sunrisers, who are who are historically a bowling team, or a, a team who can defend any sort of total, uh, are tinkering a little bit. And I think finding that combination is important for them. Suchit came in for his for this game, and I think I thought he bowled really well. He contained. And giving less than six runs and over, Vijay Shankar bowled a couple of overs, uh, and of course Rashid Khan is your sort of main spearhead. And I think using him, depending on how the scoreline is going, I think the use of Rashid Khan is extremely important. Uh, although he did pick up only one one wicket in this game, and then the chase from the Sunrisers. You know, we've been talking about this Raghav. How important is Kane Williamson? I spoke about it earlier on this show. I was talking about how mentally, physically. uh you know forget the runs he scored and what a big boost he is especially because of how inexperienced that mid, that sort of middle order is of the sunrisers with you know the likes of you know we've seen uh, virat singh play there we've seen abhishek sharma we've seen the likes of uh vijay shankar has been there uh, so you know how important is someone like kane williamson to the whole well first let me start by saying i don't understand why he wasn't in the playing 11 until recently i don't know if there was any behind the scenes things that happened relating to him and the team that caused to him not playing but i think that kane williamson is the captain of the new zealand cricket team he is a seasoned veteran who's had countless experiences in close games and winning games and i think that he brings a sort of sense of stability and ease and calm to the middle order of srh when there's a lot of young players who really haven't had that experience and he's just a seasoned you know chill vet who can really bring a lot of you know stability to that middle order when they would be panicking because you know young players may not be you know used to a lot of experiences like what he has had so i just think that his in addition to being a great player and a great batsman he just brings a sense of experience to the order to the middle order of the srh Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. I mean, obviously, some there was some word about whether his fitness was was a question or whether you know he was feeling jaded or something like that. The, just based off his match fitness and you know for readiness for this tournament. But I, I agree with you. You know, he's led this this New Zealand team to new heights. Uh, but now with the super over in this game, he's been on the receiving end of six different super overs. 
uh, and he's not won a single Super Bowl. So unfortunate for him. Uh, but I do think that he adds so much pizzazz to this SRH team. Uh, sort of that balancing act, that ba- that balancing formula that they need. He's, I think, he's a big piece of the miss- missing jigsaw puzzle for the for SRH middle order, especially because up top, you know, David Warner and Johnny Best have been firing, but you know that middle order, you know, especially like you know Kedar Jadav has some experience, but uh, apart from that, you know, they they do need some experienced names around them. You know, put a put an arm around the shoulder, especially if they're struggling, and and, and then get a word in, but. Uh, again, Darshit, like the, Delhi's bowling in this game, you know, I, I was very impressed with Akshar Patel. Uh, Avish Khan, of course, he's on, he's been picking wickets a lot, and you know, in this game, Amit Mishra just the wicket. But uh, you know, how do you how do you think the, this game went for someone like Akshar Patel? You know, who's sort of taken a back seat in this Delhi team uh, in terms of stardom, like we've, we've been talking about earlier, um, and for him to take a couple of wickets, you know, Avish Khan, he's made a name for himself, especially in the power play. I mean, when you're when you're in the mix of uh, big names like Ahiso Rabada and uh, Ravi Ashwin, and you've got um, Amit Mishra, who's a veteran for India, I think Akshar Patel's name is not going to be the first one that comes to people's minds. But uh, having said that, I, I mean, he's another one of those players, a lot like Jadeja in that last game. Akshar Patel has had a magical beginning to this year. Um, his his uh, test series against England. At um, uh, when he played those games in Ahmedabad, and and you know it was a one-man show once again. Um, I think Akshar Patel is going to play a huge role in Indian cricket moving forward in Indian Test cricket, and uh, he does play a massive role in this Delhi team. You know, coming into this IPL, a lot of people pegged Akshar Patel to be that X factor for Delhi, um, which which I strongly believe he can be and he is right now, and we can see the impact that he's had immediately coming into this game. Unfortunate for him that he was out of the first few games because um, he tested positive for COVID. But um, but I think he's gonna he's gonna be a very important um, piece of of Delhi's puzzle. Yeah, absolutely, I agree with that. Especially the partnership that sort of he's striking with he stro- stroke with Ashwin. You know, I'm saying in past tense because Ashwin is now going to be out of the side uh, for the rest of the tournament, citing personal reasons. Um, but. You know, again, in the middle overs, it's so crucial, especially at a stadium like Chennai, you know, and they kept picking up wickets, uh, did the, the, the Delhi Capitals, those middle overs, and made it very difficult for the Sunrisers Hyderabad. You know, of course, they did have Williamson at one end, uh, and, and he was brilliant. Uh, you know, I thought that was a very, very important innings, a captain's inning almost from someone who wasn't even the captain on the day. But again, as you said, Akshar Patel is growing in confidence. He's growing in importance for this for this Delhi team. You know, he bowled in the super over. And I, I, initially, I was like, "Wow, this is a very interesting decision to bowl Akshar Patel." But that was sort of matched in some way by the Sunrisers not opening with Johnny Bairstow, especially the fact that he was striking at more than 200 in the run chase itself. So I I I found that hard to come by. And Kane Williamson did look a bit jaded, you know, especially after having spent the whole innings out there. Um, but yeah, it just wasn't to be for Sunrise. And of course, that one sh- single short run from David Warner proved to be costly in the end because the Delhi Capitals got over the line with uh, you know the boundary from Rishabh Pant and a couple of extras. Uh, so overall, Delhi Capitals move into the top four, uh, equal on points with Chennai and Bangalore. So big, big win for the Delhi Capitals. And now they play the, Ars- the Royal Challenges next game, which will be another mouth-watering contest. And finally, we come to the Punjab Kings, another team kind of struggling a little bit to find their combinations, uh, struggling to find their rhythm a little bit in this tournament. Uh, and, you know, they've lost three. They just won their previous game against the Mumbai Indians. Uh, and again, 
uh, Raghav this time low total you know we the the, the Ahmedabad pitch you know we didn't know what exactly he's going to play like because we've seen it in the test series uh, and and then you know against England especially but you know 123 it, it looked like it was a slow wicket there was a lot of dew in the second half of the innings that made it easier but Raghav you know 123 for 9 that kind of score, it, it, it really doesn't help you, especially with the sort of firepower that the Punjab Kings have. Yeah, it's not going to cut it. And I mean, Punjab Kings have some incredible batsmen. Obviously, KL Rahul won the orange cap last year. You have Mayank Agarwal, who's been a proven batsman over the, his career. And then you have Mr. Universe boss himself, Chris Gale, who's been having a down, comparatively down season this year. But he's also, you know, historically, he's been an incredible batsman. He put up, I think, the highest total in IPL history while playing for the Royal Challengers Bangalore. And I just think that putting up 123 for 9, it puts a lot of undue pressure on your bowlers and your fielders. And I think that there was a uh, there was an element of uncertainty. I agree with what you said about the Ahmedabad pitch because this I, this was the first match that was played on it and you did play a factor. So I think that a lot of there was a lot of uncertainty regarding the pitch. But, you know, irrespective of how a wicket is, I just, with all the firepower that Punjab Kings have and also with all the firepower that... Uh, you know, KKR has the potential to have. I just don't think that 123 off nine is 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 going to cut it in in this modern 2020 cricket. Yeah, absolutely. It would take a human inhuman effort from the Punjab Kings bowling lineup to sort of curtail that, especially you know against a wounded KKR team, especially after their last defeat against the Rajasthan Royals, which we talked about earlier. But Darshan, I want to ask you, like we've been talking about missing pieces in batting lineups you know throughout this episode and you know I wanted to focus on the top 3 of the Punjab Kings you have KL Rahul uh, Mayank Agarwal and Chris Gayle you know KL Rahul has been striking at say 120 130 you know even when he goes big like he scores 61 of 51 uh, and and so he takes his deliveries and you know Mayank Agarwal is supposed to be that sort of uh, aggressive role in 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 the power play we didn't see too much of that in this game. We didn't see too much. We didn't see too much of that in the previous game, uh, and and I think you know I I almost feel Chris Gale should open again because especially because of the sort of chemistry that Gale and Rahul have together, having played in this team and in previous teams, and Mike Garwal can come one down and then play his innings differently based on who who is remaining at the crease, and and then you look at the sort of pressure like Mike Garwal created around himself today. Uh, you know, losing Rahul and Gale pretty quickly, and then losing Hoda after that, then losing his own wicket, uh, and and then there was so much build-up of uh, pressure at one end. You know, he took 34 balls, and th- that never helps. So, what do you think this top three should be? Where does Nicholas Uran also fit, and, and should it be ahead of, ahead or behind Deepak Hoda? Yeah. So, a couple of points I want to bring up there. Um, I personally. I'm, I I don't know how much of an impact rotating that top three is going to have. I think as long as those three are the top three, I think Punjab uh, can't really do much other than that. Um, absolutely, Gale would have a, a solid impact if he was up there uh, opening there with KL Rahul. We've seen Chris Gale uh, perform as an opener in the past and that's been his primary role throughout his career. So, absolutely no harm in trying sending uh, Chris Gale up the order. But I think the key issue for Punjab right now is, the like you rightly mentioned, the pressure aspect. The pressure that falls on KL Rahul is immense. He is, um, you know, he's. I, I believe he's single-handedly absorbing all the pressure of the team, and um, they need, uh, they need, you know, a shock absorber at that number two or number three position, at the number three or number four position, 
in order to carry that you know distribute that pressure a little bit right now it almost seems like if kl rahul doesn't perform uh, punjab doesn't perform i know you mentioned the strike rate at which kl rahul is playing and there's been a lot of criticism on him about you know not being that explosive batsman that he's known to be uh, not batting at a 200 plus strike rate but you know i i personally do sympathize a little with kl rahul because he's between a rock and a hard place he's he's the only player who's expect not expected but he's the only player who's consistently played well for for punjab um with last year's orange cap and, and leading the batting in in this year's ipl as well because um mayank agarwal has been fairly inconsistent raghav mentioned chris gill has been a little bit inconsistent as well so a lot of a lot of pressure falls on the kl rahul and unfairly so for him so i think um while he, his strike rate is relatively low or lower than one would expect i think that he's also in a very difficult situation at the moment yeah it almost feels like a preservation of the aspect when it comes to kl rahul and and you know the deeper he bats the better his strike rate gets gets but again coming to the top 3 i have a stat for you uh in the last 5 games the delhi capitals have reached 50 uh this in the within the power play three times the punjab kings are some of the slowest scorers in the power play in, in this year's ipl in fact i think they're the slowest scorers on average in the ipl so that top 3 you know figuring out what it's you know as you said it couldn't get worse than it already is in the top 3 so why don't we just put a, put gale up there and let play let gale play his regular explosive role and let it sort of play into the hands of kl rahul of having someone uh be explosive at the other end and allow him to play his 120 130 strike rate Absolutely. but coming to the bowling you know uh, the bowling performances again as i said earlier shivam mavi is bowling really well he's running in at pace and you know just gave, giving 3.25 and over uh, in this game pat comments as i said earlier is having a little bit of a struggle sunil narayan picked up a couple of wickets i i want to ask you darshil a little bit later about how exactly again he fits into this bowling side of things prasith krishna had a couple of wickets as well uh, and then you know contributions from chakravarty and 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 uh, under russell but overall a good bowling performance from kkr can they back it up with the bat well raghav again again we saw the kkr top 3 top 4 put pressure on the lower order and it required someone to stay there for a long time again if you're chasing 120 you can sort of negate that in, in some ways by playing deliveries and getting a run but what if they were chasing 160 170 it would have been completely a different different game so how much pressure does losing wickets early on especially in the fashion that they did how much pressure does that put on someone like a noen morgan in a tripathi I think Owen Morgan is under quite a bit of pressure due to the fact that his top order has been pro- uh, problematic and we've seen I think we've been talking about this earlier about how their re- the re- main reason that they have been losing is because their middle order has been their sorry their top order has not been up to par and their middle order has to bail them out every time and as a result Owen Morgan has to keep tinkering with the lineups to where he keeps changing the batting order but that also creates another problem of a lack of chemistry and lack of continuity in the batting order so he's in a lot he's he's got a lot of problems and there's a lot of uh, questions about fit i think we were talking about earlier with respect to Sunil Narayan he had a pretty bad game today he had uh, no runs off of four balls and i just think that there's a lot of questions about fit and there's also a lot of questions about on Owen Morgan's shoulders about what needs to be done regarding who is in the top order and who is in the middle order and by you know by he hasn't found that perfect mix that he's looking for and in doing so he may actually be making the situation worse in creating the sort of lack of continuity within both sets of overs yeah no absolutely I agree with that and in the the most important feature as you touched on was the 
the Sunil Narayan aspect, you know, Darshil, which you talked about earlier, and exactly where exactly he fits into this team, you know, does he? They put him at two down, for instance, in a run chase where only 126 was needed, and there was some speculation that yeah, we want to try and get this done early, and that's why you saw the likes of Ray Ross come ahead of Dinesh Karthik. But I thought, you know, like if I was Kolkata, the way they've been playing and the way they've been losing wickets cheaply, especially in this game at the front end. I would almost get in the more solid batsmen out earlier, let them play their deliveries. You know, I thought Rahul Tripathi's innings was very important in the stage he came in, uh, and, and the partnership they had with the, uh, with uh, with Owen Morgan, and then Owen Morgan sort of anchored the chase, and then you know ultimately DK came and finished it. But I think you know again they missed a couple of tricks there. They could have easily won this game with seven wickets to spare and probably 30 balls left had they got in the more solid batsmen and let them just play safe. So again. Coming back to the Sunil Narayan question, yes, he picked up a couple of wickets with the ball, but with the bat, where is he best? Because he's definitely not too dumb. Uh, I agree with that, and that's what I said earlier. You know, it, it's I'm finding it very difficult to justify Sunil Narayan's selection in this team, but also on the other hand, then you have to look at the 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 rest of the squad and then see who they have to replace him. And if you're looking at Sunil Narayan as a pure spinner. You've got uh, Kuldeep Yadav or Harbhajan Singh uh, sitting there in in the dugout as your two other spin options. Um, so I think I think Kolkata has also um, has to you know ha- hasn't been able to find the right replacement for Sunil Narayan. But having said that, again, I, you know he doesn't he doesn't make my team in my opinion. I think he's not contributing anything with the bat, and he hasn't for the last couple of years. With the ball too, I think he had a great game today with the two wickets that he took, both beautiful deliveries. Um, and uh, you know he he still is that same mystery spinner that he was back in the day. Uh, we still don't know where the ball's going to fall. His action is still as uh, as entertaining as ever. Um, so so it's it's good to have Sunil Narayan out there, but I just don't know how much he's contributing. And and coming to the batting, I think you know it's it's almost criminal to have have a non-batsman come and bat at, at two down for you. Uh, two down is typically one of those very 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 strong positions for any team. Be it the IPL, be it international cricket, be it Test cricket, for that matter, um, you know the two-down position is is very very crucial. And to have someone like Sunil Narayan take that position, I think is criminal on Kolkata's part. And um, if if he has to stay in the team as a bowler, um, I definitely see his place, you know, further further down the batting order as uh, after Andre Russell and after Dinesh Karthik. Or then you know stick with your theory that we need to send someone out in the power play to just go and swing his bat. We don't value that first wicket. Let him get out in the first over, um, but we're going to send Sunil Narayan at the top of the order. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know the right answer to that question, but I definitely know that sending him at two down is not the right answer. Yeah, it's. I agree. It almost seems like you know it's neither here nor there. You know they want to include him in the team as a bowling all rounder, but they don't send him where they where they think you know a bowling rounder all rounder should go. But also his past experience, he's sort of this explosive. T20 batsman who can get a quick fire 30-40 in the power play. So again, like that little bit of identity crisis is there for KKR in that sense. And honestly, this win really puts a little bit more, sort of raises more questions than it does solve a couple of questions. Obviously, a good some of the positives for the KKR out of this game is definitely the fact that they won those two points. Very important. You know, they have Shiva Mavi who's contributing really well. Uh, the performances of Varun Chakravarti has been. Very, very uh, so- solid throughout this tournament, uh, but uh, but again, you know this, this batting. Again, if they were chasing 160, 170, you know they would be sweating uh, when you know DK came out and they were like, what were they like 98 for five in a 123 run chase? So it it definitely raises a lot of questions as well. 
and finally to touch on and to finally to touch on the punjab kings you know like now they themselves have this sort of similar questions as to what their best 11 is you know uh what exactly their their combination is in terms of bowling i think mohammad shami ashdeep singh uh, uh you know chris jordan has come in as well deepak hooda bowled a couple of overs but again it, it you know vishnu had a really good game is that wonderful catch of narayan and, and obviously four overs for 19 runs that's it uh but again you know on reeks they bowled him for one over and he got a wicket and he never came back i don't see why he didn't bowl again Uh, and where exactly he bats in the punjab team is also like up for grabs uh because i i think a lot of things nowadays in the ipl is situational so nicolas puran depending on the required run rate because you know he can if once he forms a base he he can explode nicolas puran i don't think this is his best ipl yet but he has a lot of time to turn this around the punjab kings have a lot of time to turn this around and so do the kolkata night riders but at the end of an exhausting week you know these two teams definitely have a lot more questions to answer than they've already solved so that's it for this episode of that's the hat trick the episode 10 is over this season already uh, and uh, raghav and dashil thank you so much for being on and thank you for listening uh, this has been that's the hat trick again and uh, we hope to see you again have a good one